Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And I'm Christy Purifoy, and I am so glad that our special summer podcast series have really hit home for our listeners. Thank you for sharing these episodes with your friends, and thank you for reviews. Recently, a review from Kent Sanders caught my eye because it said, Ours is an excellent podcast for any growth-minded person, which I love because ultimately that's what our conversations are all about. Ordinary life is such a good gift. But it's a gift we are invited to cultivate. I know, right? Hearing from you guys is one of my favorite hacks for remembering why these conversations matter, especially since today I am recording this right after a dentist appointment that's got my mouth still partially numb. So I love this review from a listener who calls herself Annoyed20864 from Canada. She says this, This podcast is a relief during my day. I don't end the time with the pressure and more on my to-do list. Instead, one leaves with a pondering of how life can be impacted and a thankfulness for how we are part of others who experience life this way. Guys, that's always our hope. I'm so glad. And today, especially as we share how to hack that creative project that you've been putting off. Get comfy, friends. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the How to Hack It series. We are halfway through. So far, we've had how to hack a garden, how to hack drive time, how to hack reading more. And last week, we did how to hack feeding your family. And this week, da, 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 how to hack a creative project. Because we all know, right? You probably have a list, whether it's in Pinterest or YouTube clips you've been saving or those paint colors you always pick up at the hardware store or that project your daughter or your son keeps asking to do or the thing you've been putting off and waiting to get done this summer. There is some kind of creative project out there in the back of your mind. And maybe this week we can bump it to the forward with some helpful hacks. That's right, Lisa Joe. Although... Mm, I'm sorry to say, I am not going to start out our conversation with a helpful hack, more of a complicating <laughs> factor. Oh, great. We're going to unhelpful but, you today. <laughs> yeah, just sorry, guys. The reason is, I have a good reason, is that I find myself living this right now. So I am, every night as I fall asleep this week, I am thinking in my mind, trying to puzzle out a creative project that I know it's time for us to tackle here at Maplehurst, our farmhouse in Pennsylvania. Um, and every night it is like occupying my brain and keeping me from falling asleep. And um, it's not just the creative project it itself, but it is this dilemma. And so I, I'm going to just ask our listeners to start here. If you have a creative project in mind, often, especially if it's a bigger one, so not just some some little thing that maybe isn't going to cost us money, and if you mess it up, it's not going to be a big deal. But let's talk about a bigger creative project, something um, on a larger scale. Um, then I think actually where you begin is, first of all, is this a creative project where I need to call in an expert or is this a creative project I need to tackle myself or potentially a hybrid? Is this something where I get some advice, I invite someone else into it, but I'm also going to be doing the work? I think it could be one of those three. And um, I've often shared, I know I wrote about this in my book, Placemaker, that one thing that kind of the one of the biggest lessons actually that 
living in this old farmhouse has taught me is to let go actually of a lot of my own kind of idolizing of like being a DIY warrior. You know, we're really big on that in the US, I think. You know, all of our television shows are about like, you know, DIY makeovers and this and that. And um, certainly when it comes to creative projects around our homes, DIY is very big and it's, you know, it's valorized, I think for good reasons. Like, maybe you can save money or like, why not? You know, go for it. And But the thing I have really learned here at Maplehurst is that... Um, there's a real blessing in inviting other people into the work. And because so much of the work that needed to be done um, here at Maplehurst, much of it creative, like, um, you know, with landscape design or, you know, repairing certain aspects of the the house and making design decisions, you know, these were things where um, it was a real blessing to be able to kind of invite a community into that, to acknowledge that, Jonathan and I didn't have everything that we needed to do this, that we weren't equipped, um, that, yeah, that we just, we couldn't do it all, that it actually was beyond us. It was a good, good lesson for me to learn here. And so, so many times over the years, I have, I've turned to John and said, I'm so glad I learned the value of experts, of craftsmen, of artists, you know, of, of those who have really taken the time to learn a skill or gain experience. And I think I really honor them and what they have done by reaching out to them. So more and more, we have called in experts. But Lisa Joe, I'm in the middle of this project, and I'll tell you what it is. And I am realizing, I think I just need to do it myself. Oh. And I'm unsure and I'm scared and I feel like I'm going to mess it up. But for numerous reasons, like, I think, I think this one is for me. So I just want to begin there with, like, first of all, discerning, like, is this for me to do or is this for someone else or is it going to be some kind of combo? So, yeah. Do you want to hear about my, my current I creative really project? I really do because I thought this was going to go the other way. And for me, the answer is always that it needs to be someone else, whether it's professional or a friend. <laughs> I always need someone else. <laughs> Although I will say, Lisa Joe, before I get into my own creative project, I'm, I'm looking at you right now um, on Zoom as we record this podcast, and I am seeing behind you a beautiful example of a creative project that you really, and I know you, you had helpers, but that is not the same as being like the driver of the project and the creator. So I am looking at your beautiful blue floor to ceiling bookshelves here in your new office. And you did that, Lisa Joe. That was fair. you. I mean, again, though, it would not have got done except for my friend Kelly, because I have no clue how to do this. But it is true that we worked very hard. Our whole family did it. It was a birthday present, really. Last year, my sons, my good thing I have these big, giant teenage sons, and my husband, and even my daughter, who helped work the spray gun when we were spraying all the paint afterwards. But I could not have done it without Kelly, who seems like a professional to me, because she knows how to pick out lumber at home. Depot. I told her we would just like order it online and pick it up. And she said, what are you thinking? No, you have to pick out your own lumber. And when, so I'm going to tell the story for a second, because I think we're going to let Christie's be suspense. What was really fun about that experience is when you invite somebody else into it with you, you get to see them at their creative best. And she is the kind of creative who wants to empower others. And so when we were at Home Depot, and we picked out 
cut lumber, she was so excited that I had chosen wood. She said, Lisa Joe, look, you've done it. You always felt intimidated, but you did it. You picked out wood. And we did these giant pieces of lumber that were so heavy. We're lifting them all up and looking for cracks and huge splinterings of corners. We wanted them to be even for the shelves, but we picked out every piece ourselves. We loaded them into her truck ourselves. We brought them home ourselves. We sanded them with the sanding machine. My husband and her cut them with the table saw. My sons helped hold them as she nail gunned them to the wall. I mean, it felt very intimidating to me. And at the same time, really empowering. She was right. I look at these shelves and it thrills me that we did them because, Christy, we had consulted professionals and the price tag was so staggering that when I told my friend Kelly, she said, that's insane because people were quoting us like $9,000 was the cheapest quote we got. She said, we can do that for under a thousand bucks. We're going to do it. And we did. We did it in a day. And by a day, I mean like eight in the morning until one in the morning. We went hard and then almost couldn't walk for a week afterwards. But you're right. It was this incredibly creative project I had dreamed of, honestly, for years. And it brings me joy every time I look at it, largely because it wasn't just me. It was these shelves are a testament to the people we invited in. But like you, I used to lie in bed and think, how will I ever make these shelves a reality? How will that happen? Can I do it myself? I'm sure I can't do it. I have to hire someone. They're too expensive. Who could help me? And I would just, it would just go round and round and round in my head. So I'm really curious what you've got cooking these days. Yeah. And I I will say as well, too, just last little note about your shelves. Am I remembering correctly that you, so I'm looking at the color as well, which is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I think of it like a French provincial blue. Excellent. That is exactly what I wanted you to think when you see this color, because that's what I was going for. Am I remembering... Did you yeah. maybe on Instagram or some somewhere seek input on the color and everyone said don't do yes, the bright blue, but good, you went with your gut? The vast that how majority. It, I One person told me like, no one should use that color unless they're Elmo and work on Sesame Street. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like people had very, one person was like, oh, it'll be like being on the inside of a Pepsi can. <laughs> people <laughs> Such strong feelings. And I had painted these big swatches on the wall. And I remember my 11-year-old daughter saying, but mom, you love that blue. You love that color. I love that color. You got to do what you love. And so I did. I chose this much brighter, and you're right, it comes from sort of a French Provencal, you know, blue color. And that is what I wanted. I saw it in different TV shows. Of course I did. And I took screenshots and I picked this color And I did not change my mind. And you know what's actually really fun, Chrissy, is, and I talked about that. I said to Instagram, we disagree, and I'm choosing the color I like. And, um, but since then, so it's almost a year I've had these shelves, anytime I post photos or video of the shelves, almost always I get comments from people who say, you know, I was one of those people who said you shouldn't choose that color. And I'm so glad you did. I really love it. Like, I had no idea how much I would love it. It's so beautiful. And, um... Other people will tell me it's a it's Lisa Joe, if you were a color, it would be that color because it is sort of a Aww. very bright, in your face, cheerful. It's not a subtle color. It's not an architectural digest color. Or maybe I shouldn't insult my color. Maybe architectural digest would like it if I, it was done I right. Think maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love I, I so I'm really glad we started here because something you said, I think actually, um, 
I think that this is the first step toward discerning that bigger question, which I framed our conversation, like, is this a creative project to bring in an expert or is this something you can do on your own? And you said, love. You, Zoe said, you love that color. Mm. And that is the thing. If there's a creative project in our lives that needs to be tackled, that is the thing that we can bring to it that not necessarily anyone else can. So that office and these bookshelves and that color meant more to you and were more rooted in, you know, your love for this place and what it meant than would be true for anyone else. So if you had brought in a top-notch bookshelf builder and the best interior designer to choose the colors, like they could they would bring expertise, but they couldn't answer that question of like, what color is just going to make your heart sing? You know, what color is going to tap into, you know, that deep love in you? Like, they can't necessarily do that. So, and I think that is what's leading me um, in this creative project. I'll, I will describe, I know we're like, is everyone just on the edge of the, their seats? Uh, no, I, I like it. <laughs> I like the anticipation we're building but here. I, I think that's it. I think it's realizing like, I think this project means so much to me. And sometimes that means, whoa, you don't want to mess it up, bring in the expert. But sometimes that means you are really the only one who's going to know how to do it in a way that's going to be, you know, right for you. So, okay. So here's the project. It's our driveway. Wait, what? Wait. I know. Let me say more. Stop everything. (laughs) The driveway is done. What are you talking about? Okay. So not the little, not the actual like little asphalt in front of the house, but um, the, let's call it, let's pretend for a moment like I'm a famous writer and think about the cover of my first book and that famous view down the long drive, the tree-lined driveway that just says Maplehurst. So yeah, I'm not a famous writer. And even some of you listening may not know, but here I'm going to share my first book. Roots and Sky features um, a, f- a photograph taken by my good friend Chelsea of my home, Maplehurst, and it and it showcases that you know long tree line drive. But here's the truth that I have written about and you know shared here and there is that these trees along our driveway they're very very old, they are in very very bad shape, and they are all dying. And we are losing more and more of them every year. Um, trees that even are still standing, some of them now are down to like two big limbs. It's so and that's sad. It. Peter and I were commenting on that I ourselves <laughs> when we used to first come. There's giant trees lined yeah. the Maple Rose driveway. And now it's kind of a combination of baby trees yeah. and elderly trees who yeah. are benched, you know, hunched over like hunchbacks and using canes to walk. It's so sad. It's true. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've been here 10 years and I think. It's been good in the sense that I actually think I needed 10 years to celebrate and enjoy what we had when we came, which was this gorgeous like cathedral of green leaves that just, you know, crown the whole driveway and the whole view toward the house. But slowly over these 10 years, like that view has eroded and eroded to the point that now, um, despite, you know, my careful photography and framing and clipping on Instagram where I don't really show you, you know, the destruction or the latest limb that fell down, like it looks sadder and sadder, I think, every time I drive down. And so, yeah, 10 years in, 
And I am finally, I think, ready to oh, admit no. something that I, I have I'm heard nervous. from. I feel, I admit I am nervous <laughs> now about where this is going because I remember the last time you broke my heart is when you ripped out the entire beautiful vegetable garden, which, which you were right about, but it was a painful and you didn't warn me. I just arrived at your house and it was a pile <laughs> of trash where there used to be the picture-perfect vegetable garden right. and white picket fence. My anxiety is quite high right now. So I, I think it's good that that changes to the driveway, which will not be quick or easy to implement, will only happen. I, I don't know when they'll happen, and I don't know how long it will take. So I think it is good that consider this, Lisa Joe, yours and anyone who's <laughs> listening, your first sort of hint that there will be changes coming. And what is left of some of our big, big trees, even those will <gasps> perhaps even this year be taken down. But but here's here's the good news is that I think the driveway was such a feature and that was someone's vision 140 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And I think now I am in this place and I am given an opportunity to like create a new plan, a new design, a new vision for the driveway. And I have known that for, you know, for years now. And so what that has meant is that anytime I meet someone or I have someone here working in the house who has any kind of like design or landscaping expertise, I have picked their brain about the driveway. And always I have done it assuming that designing some new planting plan or tree planting plan or whatever the driveway needs, I have assumed I need an expert to do that. Again, going back to our conversation, you know, how we started, I, I have learned that, you know, my own design skills are limited. I, you know, I am not a landscape architect. Like there are just some things I, I am maybe not equipped to do. Others can do them better. So many people have given me their ideas about really what to plant, how to handle it. But not one of them has ever, I've never heard any of them and thought, oh, yes. I can't wait. Yes, yes, that is what we need to do. Not one of them has come up with the right shade of blue for you. Exactly, exactly. And so the thing that has been keeping me up at night is this sense that it might be up to me. Like it really might be something I need to design and something I need to choose and I need to figure out. And that at once feels really scary um, because what we had was so good. It's now dying. I have a chance to plan something good that could be amazing for another hundred years, but am I up up to that? That feels like too big of an ask. I don't know. Plus the money. So even if we save money by not hiring a, you know, a real landscape architect, there's still going to be the money of planting. So what if I make a poor choice, but now I've spent money on trees? You know, th these are questions I think we ask with for any creative project like is it worth it what if i make a mistake like what if you had chosen the wrong paint color like how mm. hard would it have been to to right. you know fix your mistake like i think these things can keep us paralyzed and not move forward in the creative project and i feel it too and i don't have a sort of easy hack <laughs> for that other than to say keep going, keep going. Wow. How else are you going to end up with the blue bookshelves? And how else are you going to end up with a driveway that no longer makes you want to cry every time <laughs> you drive down? We just have to keep going. And so, yeah, I've been lying in bed at night thinking like, well, what trees do I love? What would I plant? What do I want to see as I drive down? And I don't have a plan. I don't have it figured out. I'm just starting to think about it. But I will share that I think it might be a mix of 
of sort of big specimen, tr- well, they won't maybe in my lifetime be big, but specimen trees, kind of like we had, where it's one, you know, glorious tree. But then I really love what I think of as like a grove of trees. Do you know what I'm talking about? We're like, you know, a little bunch of trees, but all the same kind of tree are growing in a little patch together. And I don't know, there's something about that that to me always says like Narnia. And so maybe there'll be some areas where I plant little groves of trees that are meaningful to me. And so the creative challenge of it is scary, but also the creative playful side of it is exciting. And I guess I'm realizing maybe there isn't always... Well, I don't know. I feel like I said this in a couple of these Hackett episodes. There's not always one right answer. Certain, you know, creative challenges with Maplehurst, we we brought in the experts. God provided an expert. That was the way to go. There just hasn't been that same open door, I think, with this particular creative project. And sometimes it's the closed door that pushes you toward, you know, one direction. So I feel like right now the open door is maybe doing it myself. And if that's the open door, well, I'll go through that door. I love that this conversation took a turn I wasn't expecting, that it isn't just a conversation about how to find time to do those things, but how to decide Mm -hmm. who should do it and who takes the lead. And do you have permission to lean into the things you love? And do you have permission to consider yourself an expert on things? Because I think often we don't. But when it comes to the spaces and places you love and to the homes that you love, you have permission. I think that's maybe the biggest hack to just tell you. You have permission. You have permission to decide if it should be you, if it should be an expert, if you should start next year. I mean, one of the things we really need to do at our house is redo our deck. It's a disaster. It's peeling paint. And we've just given ourselves permission to not have that be something we need to do this summer. It's just not going to be. And I've decided, I have officially decided I'm not going to be embarrassed about it anymore because it not doing it is giving us permission to focus on other things that need our attention mm. this summer. So I hope you hear these hack conversations as largely giving you permission to lean into things you probably already know yourself. And sometimes that's what we mm-hmm. need. Someone to say, Psst, you have permission to make decisions about your own life and your own family and your own schedule and your own projects. Yes. You're allowed. Yes, that's it. That's it. And that is certainly something I need to hear, Lisa Joe. Um, yeah, and I hope that's encouraging for our listeners as well. And I don't know. I mean, the outcome isn't guaranteed, but I think I'm going to enjoy the process. So I'm excited about that. And speaking of process, then you definitely, if you're not, need to follow Christy on Instagram. Because now I'm curious. I think we all want to see those last pictures of the maple-lined driveway before there's change. But Christy is at Christy Purifoy on Instagram. And you have to also go and follow her gardening accounts. That's right. So at Maplehurst Gardens, which is where I do tend to share more about the plants and trees and gardeny things here. Um, but yeah, so okay, thanks for that encouragement, Lisa Joe. I, I promise to be a little more forthcoming and transparent about not only the current state of sadness, but also my hopes for um, what might grow one day along this long, this long, no longer so tree-lined driveway. <laughs> and no matter what anybody else says, you get to choose the shade that you paint your life with. And in this case, the trees or not trees, as the case may be. <laughs> 